Welcome, race fans. This is Debris in Turn 3, and we are back with an all-new episode. On the show, we will get to last week's winners, catch up with the Debris in Turn 3 Fantasy League at NASCAR.com, talked over all the news, and look ahead to next weekend's races in Kansas and all over the world. Well, from Brooklyn, New York, my name is Matt. My name is Dan. And this is DIT3. Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in. Uh, if you've been following along, yes, we missed a week again, uh, but you got a bonus episode, so Richmond's going, <laughs> Richmond went up uh, today also, so you get to listen to two episodes and listen to stuff from, that's irrelevant. I actually, <laughs> well go back, it was a good show, you should go back and listen, and for all those fans of the Debris and Turn 3 uh, fan cast, yeah. I actually had no idea you didn't post it, you told me this when you came in today, I was like, what? <laughs> But it's yeah. my fault about last week, though. Yeah. That's all right. We're here now. We're getting the show done. It was just, it was fantastic last week in New York. It was yeah. beautiful weather, and the Mets were playing, and I was able to go to the game, and I had some nice company to go to the game with, and kind of schmoozed our way into uh, behind home plate for uh, oh, nice. some like, special like, little like VIP area. We were yeah. like, oh, yeah, we just want to check out this place, and it was pretty cool. Nice. But yeah, we had to, unfortunately, couldn't do the show, though. Yeah. I saw your story. Yeah, I saw you guys were, like, just walking all over the park, just taking that's, it all in. That's a, one of the best parts about going to City Fields. You can, just all the vantage points, whether you're on Shea Bridge in the outfield, you can walk up to the little porch area in right field, or just go behind home plate, and there's just so many little spots to just check out and hang and watch the game. We didn't yeah. go to the seats till about the sixth inning. Uh, After we had a few, we had a, <laughs> the row run right out past third base, and a foul ball came right up <laughs> right when we got up there. And I was like, oh, it was so close from snagging it. So I've never gotten a foul ball. Never gotten a foul ball. No, have you? I don't think I, yeah, I don't think I ever have either. And well, now with the new nets that they have, it makes it even harder to get a foul ball if you're on that lower level, on field level. Yeah, especially uh, if you're d- if you're down up there. We were like up high, and I, I just said as soon as we got up there, I was like, I think we were in like foul ball territory, yeah. and then one like just kind of floated right <laughs> up there, and this elderly lady that was eating her Mister Softy just kind of <laughs> fell right in her lap. She was all right. like, Oh, I got it. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, they probably lost that day, right? They did lose that game. Out of they, yeah, it's get it's getting bad. Yeah. So uh, I also I, you you told me that you after. The last show, if you if you do check out the Richmond show, we kind of got into a little bit about the fans and everything. You said it rubbed yeah. off on you a little bit. Yeah, so just... yeah, when you, you were saying that you were like disgusted with the NASCAR fans because you've been playing the NASCAR Heat and just like disgusted with the their negativity, and it sort of rubbed off on me <laughs> because I only watched like half of the Dover race, and I was just like, I can't deal with this right now. It's just boring stuff. And I, yeah, so... Yeah, this, I mean, this race was, uh, 
it could go either way. I mean, there's a lot of different opinions, and we'll get to ours yeah. after the uh, the winner circles. But do you want to just jump into that and uh, yeah. talk Before about? Before we the- jump in, I just want to say I've been we've been chronicling my experience with the band and like leaving the band and oh, all that stuff. There's actually a release coming yes. up, right? Yes, the EP that I recorded a couple of months ago came out today. So it came out today. Yeah. So if you're listening... Did it come out today or when you're listening today? When you're... Li- Friday. So internet listening today. Interle- internet listening. What about listen. to our fans that might be catching up with the Debris and Turn 3 Fantasy League on the internet a year or two from now? Uh, then I would say it came out on May 11th, <laughs> 2018. So what's the name of the band? The name of the band is Elliot and the Ghost. The EP is called Gralala, and it's cool. You should go listen to it. Gralala. Gralala. I'll do checking it out on Spotify. We'll see. I wonder if it will be in my release radar playlist. Might be. Cool. So to the winner circle. Yes. To the winner circle. This week in the winner circle, Kevin Harvick gets his fourth win of the season at Dover. Uh, in the Xfinity series, Justin Allgaier wins by navigating through lap traffic and holding off Elliot Sadler. For a fantastic finish. It got a little hairy at the end. Yeah. Uh, in the truck series, Joey Gase started off the triple header of the weekend with the win. That's cool. I didn't even watch that race at all. I spaced on it. I was yeah. kind of hanging out on Friday. Yeah, me either. Uh, in the K&N uh, East series, I think. I forgot. To, West I series. Oh, Cody this was in the West. Yes, in the West series. Cody Vanderwall got both wins in their uh, twin 200 laps on Cinco de Mayo. Twin 100 laps. Twin 100 laps. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Typo. It was that was that was a cool race, man. Tucson's uh, a really cool track with a lot of lanes. Also, it was Herschel McGriff making his final oh, start. Final. Yeah, he's like yeah. ninety years old or something. Yeah, yeah. He also played the national anthem on his trombone before the race. Oh, wow, nice. <laughs> Pretty good rendition too. Cool. Uh, this weekend, Cinco de Mayo was the opening weekend of Riverhead Race Riverhead Raceway. <laughs> NASCAR's New York home track, and all eight divisions were racing that night. Uh, in the tour modifieds, Kyle Soper got the win. He also won in the late model division. That's a good. That's a good start to the season, getting a sweep yep. in the two top divisions at Riverhead. Yep. Uh, in the crate mods, Justin Brown got the win. Uh, Mark Stewart gets the truck win. In the blunderbuss, Jack Hanley Jr. That kid just wins all the time in that division. It was a close race with Tom Piccarell, just uh, over a half second. Yeah. Uh, in the figure eights, Tom Rogers Jr. got the win, and Richard Davowitz in the Legends um, take over the the race. The couple other stuff. winners last weekend: Team Penske from Mid Ohio took positions one and two in a pretty exciting race, and then from Jerez in Spain for the MotoGP series, Mark Marquez wins again. And took a really big uh, leap ahead in the playoff, um, the overall championship standings, after positions two through four all collecting themselves in a mammoth crash. Saw the Ducati teammates, Lorenzo and Davizioso crash, as well as Marquez's teammate, Danny Pedrosa. Yeah, Yeah, you sent me that on Instagram. That was some scary stuff. Yeah, and Pedrosa's coming off an injury right now, and he had a massive high side when flying off the bike. I'm, to all fans out there, and you know I say it all the time, you got to catch up with MotoGP series. It's just it's riveting. Okay. Yeah. Moving along to the Debris and Turn 3 Fantasy League. We had some winners. We'll catch up last weekend. We didn't get to talk about Talladega, 
but White Flag Lat claimed their second victory of the season. And from Dover last weekend, well, Mythos Motorsports, that's right. Congratulations. Our race team had a tough, tough race at Dover. Long 400 miles, but we had good communication from our spotter and well, the whole team. We're just real proud of everybody. So we took first place. Defending champ, Six Angus Flaster. Second place, BE Racing in third. So a top five for them. Fourth, White Flag Lap. So two top fives in a row. And F&K Racing rounding out the top five. It was a close race on Sunday. And then in the waiver rounders, a lot has happened there. So just a quick recap. Last week at Dega was our double points race. And for those not familiar, the Wave Rounders is like the Champions League of the Debris and Turn 3 Fantasy Leagues. The select few that have won and compete where we choose all those guys that you try not to pick during the regular Sunday, right? Yep. So uh, last week at Dega was our double points race. and It was our last race of the first segment. I had a big seven-point playoff point swing, taking the win there and winning the first segment. And Hardy's Racing won the first race on the backs of Stuart Haas Racing, choosing both Boyer and Almarola. So, so two big picks for their first race. And he took the win, gets the playoff point. And that's about covers up everything that's going on in the Fantasy League. The dog yeah. right now is getting a little uh, anxious <laughs> because we got the window open back behind us. and Some uh, crazy lightning going yeah, on. I, I got a perfect view of it. I can't really see it, but I can see it the, reflecting like the off the TV that behind are going you. across the sky. Or it just looks like to be pretty cool because you have a you actually have a city skyline view from yeah. back over here. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, the dog's getting, she's getting a little <laughs> restless over here, hearing those thunders booming. So uh, the Wave Arounders League this week is going to be pretty intense because I anticipate everyone picks Matt Kenseth in the sixth car. Exactly. With yeah. that six car being there and Kenseth r- running. Now, how many races did they say that he's going to be running? Because I'm not entirely clear. Uh, they didn't say, but I think it was, he's just going to be splitting the time with, uh, what's his face? Bane. Bane. He's so <laughs> unrememberable. <laughs> uh, should we get to Dover? Let's do it. So the action started early in Dover before the race even got going, really, when Kyle Larson was forced to go to the back of the pack and start the race last after failing inspection three times. Yeah. This is getting old right now. (laughs) I don't like this penalty. I don't think it's sufficient. Yeah. You were like, I was saying if they're going to like. They're obviously intentionally trying to find an edge, but to fail three times, just starting in the back is not enough. Like, you should start a lap down, or maybe however many times you fail inspection is how many laps you go down, you know? That's actually a good one. You hadn't mentioned that yet. How many times you go through pre-race inspection is how many laps you start behind. Yeah. I feel like this is it's the inspection to start the race. You went through three times. You never passed it. Yeah. So something that you're doing to the car is outside what NASCAR sees as legal. Yeah. So just starting in the rear of the field, you can still have you know the yellow is going to come out twice. Right. You can manipulate. It, you get back up. Now Kyle Larson, he had his problems in the race though. Mm-hmm. Ended up losing a lap. Uh, eventually did get it back later in the race when he, uh, in the final stage, uh, 
Oh, the dog is back with the blanket on her and everything. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> we can uh, keep going. Yeah, let's leave it in. <laughs> the thunder is getting louder, and we have yeah. the window open because it's a bit warm in here. Yeah. So, and then, but I, I, you know, I guess because with the with the rain and the storm moving, in, we don't have to worry about the motorcycle that's coming down the block anymore. Oh, it's yeah. The motorcycle garage. Just straight down the street here. Yeah, that was that was pretty loud. While we were getting going, I was like, "Oh, the window will be fine." I was like, "Oh, but all right." Anyway, yeah. back back to, back to, back to Dover. Dover. Uh, just I I think that they need to do something a little more severe to these guys that are f- failing inspection prior to the race. Yeah, it just kind of seems like all just out of sorts with everything that they're trying to do, and you know, you know may, losing more than one lap might be a little harsh, but maybe something like. You're going to start the race down one lap, but you can't gain that lap back until the end of the first stage or something like that. Okay. Yeah, cause, but what if, what if they do happen to get their lap back in the middle of the stage? Then no, you're just even you if just you, don't, you're just even if the yellow you flag stayed com- a lap down, even yeah. if you passed the leaders, you passed cars like you're you're a lap down. So now think about that. Do you want to ride in the back? Do you want to pass cars? Do you want to pass cars and risk wrecking? Can you still no... go down more laps, though? Absolutely. You could go okay. down more laps. All right. Something to, something for NASCAR to think about. I, I'm all about the, the game that's going on right now in NASCAR <laughs> and the change. Do you want to change things? Let's just change it all. <laughs> uh, so then we saw something kind of new in the first stage. It kind of came down to fuel mileage, uh, which was a bit bizarre. Mm. All of a sudden, they're telling guys to save uh, save fuel and some drivers like Danny Hamlin even running out at the yeah. end they even had to open up pit road early to accommodate these guys running out of gas yeah but you know that was like sort of like a blessing in disguise sort of thing because we were saying earlier before we started the show that actually made the racing a look like the the format of the stage racing a little more interesting rather than just going to commercial right afterwards and letting them you know go around the track like now you're actually pitting Right after the stage ends, it kept the flow. Yeah, I feel like the broadcast kills the flow of the race. You might just have a exciting end to a stage, a couple of guys trying to get some points pass, and then you immediately go to commercial, yeah. and it's just that's it. Yeah, and if you're at the racetrack, sure the yellow flag comes out, and now they they take maybe one or two. Uh, extra pace laps, waiting yeah. for pit road to open, the broadcast to come back live. Then you pit. Then the commercial, the yellow flag. Uh, I'm sorry, the yellow flag. Yeah. Then the commercial break starts again. Yeah. You come back. They interview the stage winner. <laughs> yeah. Or, F in this case, uh, because Harvick won twice, and I guess he's won enough stages. They're like, let's uh, interview the second place driver. <laughs> I, I think it was Kozlowski maybe at this point at the end of stage two. Yeah. Uh, it's just, it, it kills the flow. So it was about blessing in disguise. It kind of just kind of kept a little flow to the race going. And if anything, I feel like they should just keep doing that. Yeah. Um, Kyle Bush, he was having some drivetrain issues uh, pretty much right off the bat. He got on the radio home. early yeah. and said he had some problems. Yeah. Didn't think it was going to make the whole race. Yeah. And it didn't make the whole race. He had yeah. it eventually failed, bringing out that late yellow. Uh, there was one uh, notable yellow in the middle of the race. <laughs> Everyone was surprised to see that Derek Cope went for a Derek Cope-like <laughs> spin <laughs> off turn four. Yeah. I, I, I queued it up before we started. I was yeah. like, we have to watch it again. <laughs> I was like, did you see this? You were like, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. he, w- he was bouncing off every single wall that they had there in Dover. He went high, he went low. <laughs> I think in the uh, the radio, what do they call that? 
The radioactive? Uh, yeah. <laughs> so one of the spotters was like, man, that guy don't even know how to wreck. Or something like that. <laughs> uh, so yeah, uh, Kyle Busch, he loses to Josh Hayden in the, in the final stage. And the rain finally came late in the race that yeah. they started a little earlier to try to beat. And they had a quick shower. They got the track start dried and Boyer started first and then Harvick passed. <laughs> and that was it. <laughs> I mean, Harvick had a dominant car. Yeah. The whole race. Even despite the... He had a pretty tight battle with Keselowski early. They were n- nose to tail for about 30 laps. And Harvick just kind of really grind him down and got around it on the outside. It, it was a pretty impes- impressive pass, but that four car is just on rails right now. Yeah. It's looking good. Like we said, this is his fourth win of the season. You know, he could just keep racking up those wins. It's so strange after last season, we were having that conversation about, could we see 16 different winners? Yeah. And could somebody be on the outside looking in? With a win, right. and we're not having that conversation at all. No, this Car- year. Harvick's got four. Uh, Kyle Busch has got three. So it seems like just the guys that are winning just keep winning. And we're talking that story again. Where are these young guns? Harvick was on his radio show again this week, criticizing <laughs> the, the youth movement, and yeah. just kind of that's what. And I like seeing that from Kevin Harvick because. They want to see this personality from these young guys coming up and getting involved. Well, you know, the spotlight was on them early. Yeah. And now you have Harvick with his fourth win. And there he is going like, yeah, what about it? Yep. Got four wins. Like, no problem. Yeah. So basically you're saying that older NASCAR fans should not have anything to complain about now because the young guys aren't like really doing much. Right. Yeah, I think you're having we're seeing a clash of the Titans type season yeah. right now. Uh, Martin Truex, he almost had the victory a few weeks ago at Richmond. They had some bad pit stops. Uh, he had again, trouble getting caught up at yeah. Dega, but that car is still right there and fast. Uh, they had one win, could easily have three. Yep. And is a, we're going back to a mile and a half at this weekend. And that he's won twice at in the spring. Could get yeah. his third win there. So in a you, row. you could see him, you know, get his second win. And then we just have all these champions with all these victories. It's kind of crazy. I didn't yeah. see it. There's not a lot of guys that are like really making that rush. We've had this talk. Hardy's racing has been cr- critical about the amount of winners this year. But I just think that we're seeing the, the cream really rise to the top. And these young guys are trying to just yeah. kind of keep well, up. We had right all the parody last season. And, you know, there was a lot of, you know, junior left, you know, got a lot of guys left. And now these few veterans that are there are just dominating it's either it's either that or it's just one of these things where it's just the kind of personality seasons like taking on like it just seems every season has its own story and last year we talked a lot about storylines and we kind of got away from it this year because the storylines felt like they were written it was all these new young drivers and Mm -hmm. They were just gonna just develop. This well, that was year. the marketing campaign for the, the I guess season. It, I guess it hit right. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it was. I guess it was a good one. But now some stories have developed where we have these champion drivers taking advantage of the young guys, and right now 
it's really I can't say that I Ryan Blaney or Chase Elliott is going to pull off a win next week. I I don't really see it happening. Yeah. It reminds this season right now reminds me a lot of older seasons when I was younger when you would see Dale Earnhardt, Jeff Gordon, Rusty Wallace kind of winning yeah, races. Just, yep. Week in and week out. Uh I think the one big storyline that came out this uh this past week um, I'm jumping to the news section, by the way. I was going to say, this sounds like news. Uh, it's been discussed, you know, all week about the potential sale of NASCAR. Um, you know, it came out that this was, a, you know, a rumor and Goldman Sachs was kind of, uh, you know, trying to get uh, suitors to purchase the series and then uh, Brian France uh, came out a few days later saying that he was that he remains dedicated to the long term growth of the sport. So he's not really denying it. You know, he's not really saying much of anything right there. You know, he's didn't, he didn't say that he's not selling, but he also didn't say that he isn't selling. Yeah, there's really not much from that statement to take away other than just kind of what they've been doing. Right. Yeah. So. Wow, I, that was shocking when I heard. Uh, but the first thing that I thought of was NASCAR is huge. Like, West has got to be a ton of money, and there can't be that many potential buyers for something this big. I think there could be because we saw it with uh, F1. You know, they're, you know, we've seen the attendance go down at the tracks. Uh, they're, they're trying to get that younger audience. Maybe some media company comes in and says, like, hey, we know how to reach these young people and we can take over and kind of like rebuild up. I think the sport just got way too big. Uh, you know, it's kind of like too big to fail. And, uh, you know, now we're seeing, you know, it's in a little bit of a, a downfall. But if if indeed it is sold, I think this is the perfect time, especially since they just bought the Arca series. And like, you know, that's obviously going to be rebranded as some sort of series, whether it's a national or a regional series. But and there's so much to talk about there. Like what happens to that series? Like how is it rebranded? Do right. they continue visiting the tracks? The dirt tracks. Even the yeah. dirt tracks. Yeah. We were watching some clips before we got started when we were setting up. I mean, how cool was like yeah. seeing some of those races? Uh, is this how... They're going to get these stock cars onto the dirt tracks uh, in one of these upcoming series. Yeah. Is this going to be a new rung in the ladder? Right. Is it going to be a stepping stone, like an official stepping stone to the truck series now? Yeah, because the ARCA series, they go to, you know, the super speedways. They go to Daytona, Talladega. Um, you know, they go to Pocono, uh, Michigan. You know, so they go, they, they have, have a good, well-rounded schedule of short tracks intermediate and super speed it's very diverse they hit some uh road courses as well yeah so you know and the fact that they go to the big super speedways means that yeah it is that stepping stone like between you know from x uh from k&n to like trucks you know it's not quite a k&n car but the fact that they're going to super speedways means that they got the power and the the engineering to be you know like a truck. It could kind fit of right in there. And I, it was another bit of news I was surprised to hear. And then hearing the news about the potential sale of NASCAR, it made me think about 
Why are they like are they trying to reshape, acquire like racing series? Uh, it's just lots happening right now. Yeah. And we might be in store to hear some really big news before this season is out. There's, uh, they did resign the one year extension with Monster. Yeah. Yep. So they're they're on through 2020. Right. And they will be looking for a new title sponsor. Like after, like there's a lot possibly changing. Yeah. Maybe NASCAR. Maybe who knows? Like are they not having as good of you know search? And they're looking to maybe get out. I don't know. Yeah. Complete speculation. But right. Lot and perhaps this could be a good thing. Right. Yeah. I mean, because Brian France, the rumor was that he was going to sell off a majority stake. So maybe does he still? stay a minority owner in NASCAR. He's also part of ISC, which owns like 12 tracks that they go to in NASCAR. So he's out, he would still be part of that. You know, like where does it go from there? And a lot of the board members crossed from ISC and NASCAR. Like, is there going to be some separation there? There's going to be a firm break. And does that now change the agreements of visiting some tracks? Maybe this, do we get to this way? Well, I was going to say this is how we get to Coda, but yeah, Texas Speedway was still. Yeah. But if so, if some of those tracks on the ARCA series that aren't NASCAR sanctioned do become NASCAR tracks, that would be really cool. That would be cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's a there's a there's a lot of potential there. Yeah, and the fact that the the Camping World Truck Series is being rebranded next year to become the NASCAR Gander Outdoors Truck Series, um, it's they're not really it's a, a rebranding, but. Uh, we were saying earlier that Gander Outdoors is sort of a um, a brand partner with Camping World, right? So c- the corporate entity is still participating. Yeah, with NASCAR, they really they made sure to say that because of all the negative press that NASCAR <laughs> complete seems to constantly get. You said downfall. I I don't really like calling it a downfall because it just needs to be restructured and it, it needs to have a little bit of a change in identity uh, like a lot of corporations are right now. There's a lot of uh, new startups, things emerging that are disrupting right. uh, your current <laughs> industries. And I don't see any new stock car racing series showing up across America. However, it is kind of fading in some eyes of some of, of the spectators and, and you know it seems like it's diminishing to them i don't really think the racing product is diminishing it's it's the delivery of it yeah it's the it, this this broadcast it's nascar is terrible online their website is it's still kind of garbage. It's not very interactive. They're better at getting the videos up on YouTube and stuff. Yeah. But it just means that they are kind of like a little behind with the shift that's going on right now. Yeah. And I don't know if Brian France 100% has that passion that his family once had for it. He's now a third generation owner. And it's typically, I feel like, a third generation owner. I've been reading a lot about this. Yeah, they're yeah. kind of like I, I would. I, they're like far removed from the passion that the original. Yeah, like the first generation had. starts it, the second generation builds it up, and then the third generation destroys yeah. it, basically. Well, that's not necessarily <laughs> destroys it, but like uh, runs it into the ground or. You know. Yeah, 
well, th- well, in this case, they're selling it. They're kind of getting out. Like Bill France Sr., I mean, he had the vision of NASCAR. They got it off the beach. They had opened up Daytona International Race at Darlington, and yeah. it started NASCAR, and like America fell in love with it. And then Bill France Jr. just kind of took it to that next level. And Winston was there, and yeah. the TV partners every week, and on the cable TV, and... Uh, and just the, the Bob Jenkins and Speed World, it was yeah, great. Yeah. And Ken Squire, CBS, Daytona 500, Chris Economaki the down there. Like it got big, and the sponsors came in, and the, and the, the all the uh, consumer products. It it got really big, and you know he put that work in it because he remembered all that hard work that Bill France did. And now you have Brian France, grandson, third generation, and he doesn't remember that part of it. And yeah. it, to him, I feel like it's well, we're just rich NASCAR people and everything is great. I think this could be the perfect time. And everyone hates us now. And I just want to get out. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, But I think this is the perfect time that NASCAR could really try and beef up getting like streaming their races, maybe letting those TV contracts expire and then starting their own NASCAR channel, you know, NASCAR network. You know, I know none of the fans are really happy with that because they don't want to pay extra for their cable bill. And they want to be able to see all the races on network TV, but I mean, you know, it's, this is 2018. We kind of need a new way of uh, the reality, consuming this racing. Well, the, the reality of the situation is that the, despite what some fans will post on the internet, the whole season was never on cable broadcast TV. Right. It was either at some, it was on ESPN, TNN, TNT. Right. right. It was on these networks. You did have, the big races on broadcast right. channels. But since this modern era where it's like Fox has half the season and now NBC has half the season, you know, they're so accustomed to just, let me turn to channel five. And I know the race is going to be on at three o'clock on a Sunday, you know? And then one Sunday you go to ch- you turn that channel on and there's no race on. And you're like, Oh, I guess it's on FS one. And you got to find where the channel is and all that. I can't, BS. what channel is that? F- I can't remember what channel FS one is. I never go to that channel. I never watch it, which, but you can find it. I yeah. just switched from Sling to the YouTube Live, which is pretty awesome. And it's kind of have a really unique way of saving or DVRing. It doesn't mm-hmm. necessarily have a DVR. You save Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series to your library. And it just captures and records all those videos and saves them almost as if you were just browsing YouTube right. and your like, subscriptions. Yeah. It's really unique and very cool. Um, right now, I'm a big fan. Uh, I think it's streamed at a higher quality also mm-hmm. compared to Sling. Okay. Uh, the same internet connection. It came in better. Uh, the races are out there, and people should not have a, a problem uh, finding the races now. That should not really... That should, I feel like it should, be, should not be a thing. Yeah. But NASCAR has uh, some great ways... For streaming to get involved with these different camera angles to be able, uh, the NASCAR drive that they have on their website is cool. It's just it's a little littered with ads mm-hmm. and it's kind of a little a little annoying. And the videos aren't necessarily synced. If they could sync the videos and stream that way, it, that would be awesome. Yeah, I like the visor cam, but I wish that they had it on like everyone so that they could you know, just cut to any car that you want to see. Cause like, yeah, it's cool if like one guy has it, but like, remember the old days when they would have the in-car cameras, they would 
go to everyone. And they always had, you know, the way the camera was set up in the cars back then, you were looking kind of like at the dashboard. So they always had the driver name and the number right there on the dashboard. So yeah. you know whose car you were watching out Love of. Love those views. Yeah. If, but if I think if every guy had a visor cam on, like, that could be cool. That would be cool. But to be honest, you're going to run into some bandwidth issues because <laughs> even when I'm sitting here on a Sunday and... Well, I'm talking about for the TV uh, broadcasts where they so they could just go to any driver that they want for their in-car. Oh, well, OK. View. On the broadcast. Yeah, on so the they broadcast, should be able to yeah. plug. Well, you know, that would be cool. Th- those cameras, I-, I wonder how much they weigh and if it has any effect on the driver wearing that camera, like on the top of their visor. Yeah. Always. But uh, before we move on to next weekend, uh, just the last few things to wrap up from Dover were a few penalties that NASCAR issued, L1 penalties to Clint Boyer and Suarez. Apparently teams are still fooling around with those rear windows. Hmm. So the story is that Boyer doesn't necessarily get hit so hard because he has the victory. However, Daniel Suarez loses the points that knock him uh, a little further out of that last playoffs point uh, spot. Okay. And we're already a good chunk of the way through the season, man. Like, it's moving yeah, along. We're almost midway. The The All-Star race is next weekend. <laughs> it's coming it's up. It's crazy how and, fast it goes. Exactly. And we're already talking about Daytona, which is in July. It's just, yeah. you know, six weeks away or so. And it's just, man, before you know it, we're gonna be, we'll be crowning a new champion in Vegas. Yeah. But you know what is this weekend? Kansas, Saturday night, under the lights. Sick. So, like we said before, uh, Martin Truex Jr. trying to go for that third win at Kansas. Um, But also, this is Matt Kenseth's return. He'll be in the sixth car. I mean, like I said earlier, I think everyone's going to take him in the wave arounders. And maybe, maybe this is another way to get eyes on the sport, you know? You got your veteran guy coming back. Uh, Matt Kenseth, really? <laughs> well, I'm just real happy to be, uh, you know, just great to be back in the car. Uh, it's good. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't say I'm really, you know, so concerned or excited. It's just, <laughs> yeah, we're, we're back here. We're racing, and uh, we're really happy to be here. He it hasn't... sounds like Mike Francesa. <laughs> no, I could probably, I could probably do a, a, <laughs> a better Francesa, but I'm not going to try it right now okay. while we're recording. <laughs> <laughs> Kansas Speedway. I was giving you a pretty good Larry Mack before we got going today. Yeah, that was really good. Yeah. <laughs> Let's hear that one. What? <laughs> uh, Almirola. Yeah. It's been one year since his big wreck here. Yep. So we'll see yeah. how and he then, comes it, back and if he has any sort of uh, cold trickle-like effects. <laughs> <laughs> but this was the race that put uh, uh, like uh, Bubba in in the car right like yes, that, like that, that kind of like started that whole movement of like really trying to get bubba in the cup series well almarola got injured and bubba filled in the following week and yeah he he got the buzz and he's been riding that wave ever since and there's been some news that the richard petty motorsports team has been getting contacted and getting a lot of interest in the team because of bubba and he's made a little contact with the mcdowell car this week <laughs> got him in a little trouble uh, but I mean, come on! What what do you expect when the car when you're running mid pack? Yeah, it's, it's tight racing there, and you have a lot of ill handling race cars, and con- contact is made. 
Yeah, they just need to run a little better and start running up front because uh, he was great in Daytona at the 500, but you know the rest of the season's just been and typical 43 car. The car was the, the car was up there at uh, Talladega, so you know, that's super speedway racing. But he led some laps at Bristol, to, so they're getting a little buzz. He's just got to keep it going, and yeah. we'll see what happens the rest of the year. You never know. It's you know stranger things have happened in racing. I could totally see Bubba Wallace. Just coming out with a miracle victory somewhere. And yeah. as we look ahead uh, a little further, which is a little uh, to the 600 mile race, you never know what happens there. There's always uh, could be a fuel mileage thing, and <laughs> you know, stranger things have happened yeah. there. Could be rain short. Petty has won it, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I got to see a rain shortened race when I went there a couple yeah. of years ago. That's got to be the biggest uh, bunch of uh, <laughs> BS <laughs> when you go yeah. to the longest race yeah. in, in the NASCAR s- schedule. Yep. And it two gets days. shortened. Yeah, it was two days <laughs> worth of rain. And they, and they couldn't like, even get to 600 yeah. <laughs> miles. <laughs> yeah, it was a terrible weekend. A lot of rain and racing is just a terrible combination. And it's, yeah. it can make for a really, really long night. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I'm going to be watching this race on Saturday night because I'm going to be out on Long Island. Uh, my parents are babysitting my nephew. And I haven't seen Avengers yet. So I need to go out and see this movie. So I'll probably be watching the Avengers instead of watching this race. Why don't you do well, the races at night? Why don't you just go out and see Avengers in the afternoon? Because it's going to be a beautiful day. And you don't want to spend it in the movie ride. theater. Yeah. Oh, I better ride my bike. Okay. <laughs> How's the bike handling? Pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. You didn't make had to make any wholesale changes on that <laughs> bicycle. Yeah, I made a tire adjustment, air pressure adjustment. Uh, now, I was in the Dan Edwards pit lane, and they told me that they were making wholesale changes to that bicycle, and they were hoping that other drivers would go along with them and work with them on that high side. But until then, they're working all alone out there, and I just don't follow that strategy. <laughs> That's there my it is. Larry Mack. Larry Mack. Oh, man. Is he here right now? <laughs> I think so. All you got to say to do a good Larry Mack is... Wholesale changes. <laughs> I never understand a word he's saying. Wholesale changes. It's getting. What does it, that mean? It's addicting. You can't. Sometimes you can't stop. He's going saying to Costco it. and making some changes to the car. I'll be like looking at like my desk, like before, like I'm getting like sit, situated to like watch or do something, and I'm like, yeah. no, this is good, honey. Wholesale changes here. <laughs> Uh, yeah, we don't need him to talk about grip levels and stage lengths and fuel mileage he's just useless larry mack useless yeah oh let's go to the the ford cutaway car he's just not really giving us any compelling information yeah which is just really on par with the rest of the fox broadcast right now when none of it really seems to be compelling we were watching the end of the xfinity race and a, a few other battles as we were getting ready and you, they say, oh, here's to these two drivers, fourth and fifth place. And then you <laughs> yeah. watch it until DW just starts gibbering off some <laughs> like, I don't even know what he's saying half the time. Yeah, He's the one that I'm completely lost yeah. at. But you know what? He, they, they need him because he keeps the old fans. If, if DW was not in the booth, the, the older fans would just be in an uproar. 
what old fan? Like, how old are the fans? Like, what? Like the, that generation of fans? Like, yeah, the those ones that sixties and seventies generation yeah. of fans. Yeah, because you know that those people, some six-year-old guys sitting in his armchair on Saturday, Sunday afternoon, drinking some beers and being like, I remember when DW was in the race. What? Oh man, though. But what about Rusty Wallace? I mean, he. <laughs> I almost regret like bringing it up, but he works for MRN. Mm. I mean, he's from that generation of drivers. Perhaps he can, like, jump in there. Maybe he's a bit better. Was he on any of the TV broadcasts at any time? I think he was briefly. I don't remember. I can't remember exactly either. But he does, he's on on the MRN broadcast, but they need to bring a little bit of that radio call to the TV. Yeah. So, because they're just, it's. Which they did that last year. Remember at Watkins Glen. Yeah, they had the MRN guys do the TV broadcast. It was cool. It yeah. was it was cooler than the regular broadcast. Yeah. So, but hope- you've got to really be up on that and be like, you know, saying wh- who's passing who and going into what turn because, like, on the broadcast, like you said, they're just in there, just saying like, oh yeah, you know, uh, Jimmy Johnson. Oh, he just went into turn two. Yeah. You know, coming out of turn three. And then they'll just bring up something about Jimmy Johnson, yeah. like that car. Like, oh, like it, it yeah. just, or I don't even know like, bike, what. Bike like, riding, yeah, whatever. They'll just bring up something just completely unrelated to what is happening yeah. right then and there on the racetrack. And, like, that's why you want people to, you want people to tune in and watch what's happening during that race. Yeah. It can be better. can be better. It can be better. Uh, let's look ahead to some upcoming races. K&N East. They got twin 100s coming up. Uh, this Saturday, May 12th, from South Boston, uh, the IndyCar Series. They're at Indianapolis for their uh, Grand, P- Grand Prix, the road course. That starts off the whole month at Indy, man. Yeah. I cannot wait for the Indianapolis 500. I think that jumped up to number one race destination that I want oh, to yeah. go to. For me, too. Like, yeah, definitely. I, I, I have to go to the Indy 500. Yeah. It is hands down the best race in North America. Yeah. And like, and it's just a great day of, of racing. Like, you know, you got the, you got, um, Monaco Mon- in the morning. Monaco in the morning. Yeah. Date, uh, <laughs> Indy in the, in the, in the, in the afternoon. And, and then, then the, the 600 at night. Yeah. Like, don't expect anything from me on that yeah. Saturday. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, F1 is going to be in Barcelona. What day is that? Is that this weekend? That is this weekend. This weekend. Okay. F1 in Barcelona. The World Superbike Championship is in Imola in Italy. And they are accompanied by the European Le Mans series. Ooh. So it's just a cool race. And we share some cool videos on our little Debris and Turn 3 thread uh, with some you know, racing from all over. The German uh, DTM series got underway at Hockingheim. And <laughs> there's all sorts of great racing out there. There's going to be... The touring car series get going from uh, Great Britain. V8 supercars are in this their season. Like it's racing all over. Yep. And Bobby Labani's been out there racing in, oh, he's the, in the European, the Euro series. Yeah, that's cool. It is cool. All right, so I think that's a good place to call, call it a show. Yeah. All right. Well, I want to say we'll be back next weekend, but not going to make any promises. Yeah. <laughs> No, we have to because it's the lead up to the All Star race. So, yeah, and there's a lot. Uh, we could get into the All Star formatting. Yep. There are some. There's some big changes there, and we could talk about whether or not they should keep going back to Charlotte yep. for this All Star race. 
and uh, and but, and then we'll be have a little clearer picture on like what's going on in uh, the rest of the season as we got some more winners rattled off here because I'm so curious what's going to happen after Kansas because I feel like these veterans are just starting to roll in this this uh, this 2018 season. Yep. All, All right, right, Dan. Yep. That it. That's it. All right, guys. Well, from Brooklyn, my name is Matt. My name is Dan. This has been De- Debris in Turn 3. See ya. Bye.